0: Welcome to the Unpacking Sunday podcast, where we take a deeper look at what God is speaking to you, to our church, and to the world around us. So grab a coffee, sit back, and let's unpack it together.
1: All right. Here we are, Unpacking Sunday again. We made it. We're back. How was your week, Josh?
0: My week was good. What did I get up to? Um, I am starting to clear out my apartment and moving. So that's always fun. A lot of work, a lot of trips Mm -hmm. and getting rid of like mountains of, of things that we've just accumulate.
1: Yeah. It's so weird that even in a little apartment, you can have so much stuff.
0: Oh my goodness. my, it, my den, quotation marks, is really like just a little bit of a walk in closet, and yeah. it's just packed with random items that yeah. I have no idea. And you who just gave put it in there because you don't know where
1: it goes. So yeah, it goes I think everyone
0: there. has a shame room or a shame, shame drawer. Shame room. Yeah, Whoa. where just like they just, hide, yeah, they just full of shame hide whatever items go in that room. Yeah, it's you like know? the
1: junk drawer. But a room.
0: Yeah, but an entire room. Some people have like shame garages. I, I think like.
1: there's a show about this. It's called Hoarders. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. don't
0: look in my den yeah. or I'll be featured on that show next right. yeah. is the question. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs>
1: anyway, we're here unpacking Sunday. Yes. Uh, yesterday, we had a great service. It mm-hmm. snowed a lot. It did. So yeah. we did not have great attendance in person.
0: But we're really pumped for those of you who did make the track yeah. out.
1: And I actually checked our online numbers and it looks like a lot of people were still tracking with us online. That's good.
0: So they'll know what we're talking about today. Yeah, exactly. So
1: Josh, give us like a brief summary of yesterday, if you could summarize it in like 15 seconds.
0: Oh, 15. Okay. We're looking at um, Romans chapter three, uh, the very tail end of it and how we are saved through faith. So there's no need for boasting in our works. It's actually wrong to boast in our works because Mm -hmm. it takes credit for the gifts that God gave us. Um, the only thing we can boast in is the saving work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Was Mm. that 15 seconds? That That was a good amount of time. (laughs) It was very concise. It It was concise? Okay, good. Yeah. yeah.
1: So we did talk about boasting and pridefulness. Mm -hmm. And I know before this episode, we were trying to figure out what's the difference between those, if there is one. Yeah, yeah. Between pridefulness and boasting.
0: I think like the way I kind of picture it in my mind is one is more like uh, of like almost a negative value. I don't know what those are called, but it's more like conceptual. Like your pride is more like something that would influence another thing. Hmm. And boasting is the the natural action that comes from that, you know, ingrained concept or ingrained value. Or hmm. um, Yeah. So I think there's more like action to boasting, but I right. think they're very tightly connected.
1: And how does, we also were wondering, how does arrogance, Play into all of that. Is that the same thing? Is it different? Oh man, can it gets be...
0: so meta so fast. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to hold these <laughs> ideas together. What is arrogance? I think some people we've heard this term obviously because it's biblical, but you know, like the helmet of salvation, right? That mm. we wear. That I think you can also maybe wear like a helmet of arrogance. That mm. I am, you know, the the judge, the jury, the executioner in my life. I will decide what is moral, what is right. Uh, and then I will put that lens on to interpret the world around me mm. according to whatever I think, you right. know? And I think that's kind of what arrogance is. Right. Um, Again, in a very, like, conceptual way. uh, I think it's just putting yourself as the ultimate authority. Right. And it's also rooted in pride.
1: Hmm. And so we were talking about yesterday, really, we can't have any of those things when it comes to our salvation, right? Like, mm-hmm. we can't be boastful or prideful or arrogant because really... We did nothing to earn right. what we've been given. In fact, we it would be impossible for us to earn what we have been given.
0: Yeah, I really liked that um, that kind of idea. You said that it doesn't matter if you're like dead. But moral or dead and immoral, mm-hmm. you're still dead. Right. I think that like really captures the idea. It's kind of like the prodigal son story idea. Yeah, too.
1: I I just read it last week. Actually, oh, did this you? whole idea in okay. this awesome book that I've been reading, um, which I don't know if we're doing plugs in Let's our, just plug it. Let's just yeah. Do it. It's an awesome book. It's called Gentle and Lowly. I forget who the author is but I was reading this whole chapter about the mercy of God.
0: If they pay us and sponsor us, then we'll I'll, include I'll the, drop author. the author's name. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> there is a random book out there called Gentle and Lowly. And if you can find it, yeah. it's really good. Uh, so it's cool. probably one of the most beautiful books that I've read. So like,
0: wh- wh- where does it build off of from that idea?
1: Of... Well, it's just talking the this, um, chapter I was reading about the mercy of God. Mm-hmm. Right. And like that God, it talked about the, uh, same passage that I shared yesterday as well. Um, from Ephesians, that God is rich in mercy, Mm -hmm. right? And that actually, because it's part of his character of who he is, unlike earthly riches, like once you spend it, it's gone. But since it's part of his like character, that when God like extends mercy to us, he's not suddenly void of it. He Mm. still has it. It actually like produces even more. Mm. And so... But they were just talking about that, that how this extends to both kinds of people. Those of us who think that we're righteous, right? And we still fall short anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And those of us who know that we're not righteous and we fall short, right? Right. We're all dead in our sin. And so thank God that Mm -hmm. we have a God that is rich in mercy. Right. Yeah.
0: And patient in mercy yes, as well. I'm so glad yeah. he's patient. Yeah. Yeah. I need it. <laughs> That's yeah. a big one. Yeah.
1: God and my wife, both very patient. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah.
0: we're very lucky for both those things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I, I, I totally get this idea with salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of thinking while you were doing the sermon, does this idea kind of extend towards giftings? I know we didn't go there necessarily, but Maybe it might've been implied a little bit. This is one of the notes that I took and you didn't say this, so I'm not quoting you, but this is just something I kind of gleaned from what you're saying. Um, This idea that you aren't the giver, so don't take credit for the gift. Hmm. So does this like boasting and um, saying, Hey, maybe I am better equipped to handle this task or maybe uh, the gifts that God has given me are, are better suited for this area, so I should step in, maybe rather than you, is that considered boasting too, or is that just being smart with carrying out the gifts that God's given you?
1: I think it's being smart, but that it's a slippery slope into being arrogant, Mm. right? Because, you know, we're told even in Scripture that God gives different gifts to different people for different reasons, different times, whatever, Mm -hmm. but they're all used in unison together to build up and edify the body, right? To impact the world around us, whatever, And so I don't think that it's wrong for you to say, um, you know, I have a gift in this, Mm -hmm. so let me serve in this way. But it needs to come from a place of offering, right? right? Like this is like my offering Yeah, that like God has given this to me, so I'm giving it back. It's not that I'm better than you because I have this gift Mm -hmm. because... There is no gift that's better than the other. You know, some of us are hands or feet or whatever, but we're all part of the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Right. And of which he is the head and he directs what we do. But like we all have something to offer. Yeah. Right. It's kind of the
0: heart posture of it, too. It's not my gift is better at this task. So let me hop in. Right. It's how can I use my gift that's in this area to serve. Right.
1: Yeah. And I I think that it comes with humility, right? Mm. And I had a prof when I was in Bible college and I really I don't know where it got it from, but I loved his definition of humility cuz sometimes we can have like false humility and just think we're not allowed to think highly of ourselves right, at all yeah, or like warm think we're worth anything. Right right but he really said like humility is seeing yourself the way that god sees you Mm. right and like so that includes your shortcomings and it also includes your giftings Mm. that god has given you and how do you walk and step with that it's not that you're better than somebody else Mm -hmm. but just seeing yourself in like an appropriate light in a realistic way yeah 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 and like so like you can be confident and be humble at the same time yeah but it's like a sure-rooted confidence that it's not about you. It's about the gift that you have been given.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I completely agree with that. And I think that's a cool definition. Hmm. It kind of like reminds me of even in psychology, there's like fundamental attribution error hmm. that if you know, this person reacts in a negative way, it's because of their character. They're a bad person. Hmm. But if I'm faced with the exact same situation and I react in a negative way, it's because of the situation. Right. You know, I was late because I got caught in traffic. He's late because yeah. he doesn't have very good time management. Right. And I think this idea of, you know, seeing ourselves the way that God sees us helps mm-hmm. us to kind of be careful of that and right. kind of not walk into that, not judging others inappropriately and judging ourselves to be better than we might be.
1: Right. And I think it also comes with, yeah, both sides. Like, cause we celebrate certain giftings more than others. And like that, I don't know mm. if, that, if that's a cultural thing. Right. Yeah. But just being able to walk out the gifts that God has given you is like a gift in itself. Like for me to, I mean, I used to think I had to be good at everything. Right. Or I just wouldn't do it. And now like allowing myself to just be like, that's not a gift that God gave me. Yeah. Or like I don't have. And it doesn't mean that I don't have to pay attention to it or try to improve or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it just means like I don't have to do all the things. And it's actually life giving and it's more in line with how God wants us to live. Yeah. When I can let somebody else do that. Yeah, because that
0: builds a a bit of a state of dependence on each other, which is what the church is. We, you know, lean on each other, use our giftings to edify the body and walk closer to to Jesus.
1: Yeah, and we used to have this saying, maybe not everybody knows, but I used to manage a Starbucks for a number of years, for a while. Anyway, and we used to have this saying all the time, especially when, like, you were in, there was a period of the day called blackout. So everyone's on the floor. It's usually at most stores, like, 7 to 9 in the morning. Yeah. And you're just, like, hustling hard pumping out coffees and whatever and we would always say in that time aces in their places and so Mm. i still use that phrase right but it's like why would you like put your slowest person at making coffee making the coffee in your busiest time right but it's like what if we function like that in the church but we equally respected each other's giftings right like that
0: person who's slow at making coffee maybe is amazing with customer service yeah so so they should be at the the front Yeah. yeah
1: And so, but that's kind of how we function. And right. it would be so cool if we could function like that in church. Right. Right. Or in our homes. Or well, that in, puts
0: a lot of pressure on pastors too. You know, like even you said you used to have to strive to try to be the best at every gift.
1: I put that on myself. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I didn't have to be like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. 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 But that might be a cultural thing too, you know? Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So I have another question for you and mm-hmm. it's kind of in the same vein. We always hear that famous passage in first Corinthians, love is patient, love is kind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does it mean when it's saying love does not boast? Because I feel like I often boast in my wife and be like, yeah, I love my wife. I'm so proud of her. You know, mm-hmm. is that wrong to, to say that? Because even that is putting the, the attachment the I am proud of her. You mm-hmm. know, the it's, it's all of a sudden about me again, which I know you hit on in your sermon as well.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Love doesn't boast. I think it does come down to, like, an attitude and, like, um, I I don't know. I'm, like, immediately reminded of, like, those relationships that we always are constantly seeing on social media, Mm. like, that people feel like they have to, like, put everything out there. Like, look how great Mm. uh, my marriage is going or whatever. Right. Right. And like, that's not an accurate representation, I think sometimes of how they're actually going. That's just a side note. But yeah. Yeah. Like, that's but I wonder. Yeah. I just (laughs) wonder if like, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Because I think like that sure rooted confidence and sure rooted, like love in another person doesn't need to be aired for the world Mm. to see. Right. And that doesn't mean you never say that you love that person or you never say like you're proud of that. Yeah. Or whatever. No, yeah. that's also not the case because yeah. right? people yeah. need to hear it and see it and feel it and all of those things. Right. Right. But boasting means that you're walking around like, yeah, she's better than everybody else. Which, yeah. I mean, you probably think that of your right. wife and oh, Luke and yeah. I <laughs> think that of ours. Right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but that that's I think maybe that's where it's going with that. Like mm. we don't need to be airing it out there. Yeah, like it's not arrogant. Love is not arrogant, Mm -hmm. right? But you're not
0: trying to prove that you're better than X, Y, Z person. You don't need to,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: okay, that makes a lot more sense. It's more like of a private,
1: intimate sort of private. Yeah, I just wonder. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean that makes a lot more sense. I like the Instagram idea because I think it's even more. I think it's more honest and more like beautiful if you see this. There's kind of this like counter social media movement too, Mm -hmm. where people are just being like brutally open with everything, right. You know? And they're like, this is me on my worst day, which I kind of love, Mm -hmm. but I think there's something like, uh, a bit, a bit more genuine, a bit more authentic when you recognize, Hey, like my wife and I have fought and argued and gone through all these Mm -hmm. different struggles and battles and, and that's tested our love and that's, uh, grown our love and, you know, made it stronger and sharpened it. And rather than just, hey, everything is always perfect. You know, the perfect life, perfect wife, mm-hmm. you know, idea. So I think maybe it kind of hits on that is you you don't need to even boast in everything is perfect all the time, but instead you can be open that, you know, like every relationship, there's there's turmoil. But the fact that you're working through it is what makes that love so mm-hmm. so beautiful. I think it kind of goes more there. It's just sure. being a bit more honest.
1: And maybe we should do like a, like a marriage and relationships episode now Ooh. based on all of this stuff. We've teased we teased it. Yeah. yeah. We can also like give Instagram advice and all of that kind of stuff. We'll bring the people. wives on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah we could yeah, do yeah. that. We could have like a, <laughs> a circle happening in here. I'm so down. Yeah. 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 I, we'd have to pass the mics around cause we only have a couple of them, but
0: we would. Yeah, yeah, we would. So, okay. Maybe I have one more question and then you can let me know if you have any mm-hmm. final comments or questions. Um, what is kind of the the tension between works being evidence of faith rather than you know the fulfillment of your salvation? Hmm. Um, how do you I know you mentioned in the sermon, you kind of hold these two ideas that you're saved and you're justified by faith and then you kind of stack on top of that, an outward expression of the fact that you're saved is your good works, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of how we hold that together. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes we still have kind of an issue within the church specifically of people trying to kind of earn their salvation. Mm -hmm. So do you have any any kind of pastoral advice for for those people?
1: Oh, wow. That's a great question. If there ever was a poster child of like feeling like you need to earn everything, that would be me. Right. Okay. So like this is a big question for me because it's something that I've just like, Wrestled through a lot, like when I was sharing on Sunday about you know people in the church who feel like they just need to serve more or give more or whatever, and then God will be proud of me right, right or I'll yeah. earn my right standing before him, right uh, that's like I lived like that, mm-hmm. right, and so it's like a profound thing, first of all, like I really wanted people to get it mm-hmm. on Sunday when I said, like take a breath, like mm-hmm. take a beat. Mm-hmm because so long as we're hustling to try to earn before God, what we could never earn, we're never going to be able to take in like the awesome um, magnitude of what we've been given Mm. freely. And so for me, like I had a few profound moments in my life where it was like, I had to just receive the love of God uh, of something that I couldn't earn. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I can still fall back into this trap of like feeling like, I need to earn it. And mm. part of it is like personality things, I think, you know. Mm. I remember reading, what is the book? Maybe it's Sacred Pathways, I think is the book. I also won't say the author because it's not an official plug. But, <laughs> um, but they just talk about how we all feel connected to God in different ways. And so for me, I was in this book, what they would call an activist. Like, I feel close to God when I'm serving and doing something for mm, him. Mm-hmm. But that can so quickly be flipped on its head into me thinking, like, if I'm not serving, I am God doesn't love far me. Far from God, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? And so I guess if I were to give advice to the church about trying to earn your salvation or earn justification, which means right standing before God, mm-hmm it would be what I said on Sunday, like take a breath, just let God remind you that he loves you because he made you and you're made in the image of God and because, Um yeah, you're fearfully and wonderfully made the way that you are. Mm. And Like he'll walk with you through this journey of sanctification and transformation and all of these awesome things mm. that the Holy Spirit does. But there's something profound when we just like take a minute mm-hmm. and like maybe even, I don't want people to stop serving in the church, but like take a minute uh, away from like all the things that you identify with of like, oh, I'm the person who like does the coffee or serving kids ministry or whatever, and just give yourself time to just be like loved and cared for by God. Mm. And then I think from that place, we can give an offering back to God of like, um, Yeah, of what James talks about of our works. Like, that's an offering back based on what we've been given. Or Paul talks about it, which we'll get to eventually in Romans. Like, in light of God's mercy, we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice back to him. Mm. Right? And it comes from a different heart posture instead of trying to earn something Mm -hmm. or trying to give something back.
0: Right. Right. Wow. Can I ask you, like, what does it feel like to not have to earn God's love? Like, when did that switch kind of flip for you? And what did it feel like walking out your faith after that switch did flip?
1: That's a very personal question. It would be a long story. No, 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 we can go there. It would be a long story. Like it was like, um, one of the most profound moments was like at a retreat that I was at in, when I was in Bible college. Um, Where it was literally that was the prayer, like, Mm. just giving God permission to, like, just love me for who I am, to, like, reveal his heart for me instead of trying to, like, earn it. Mm. And, like, you almost keep God at arm's length, like, when you are trying to earn something from him because it's, like, I'm only going to let God as close as I feel like I've earned Mm. or as intimate as I don't deserve the yeah. Yeah. And there's lots of things that come up, came up with that. You guys can like read my Freedom Session journal if you want to like know more about. <laughs> we'll publish it. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. We'll just it, it's like a requirement now for pastors to right. publish their Freedom Session work. <laughs> but like that, what does it feel like? Yeah. It's like life changing. Mm. Like, Josh, you stand beside me in mm-hmm. church like every week, and like I just that's like my heart for our church that people would like let the work of Jesus Christ become personal for them. Mm. right? Like it's corporate in our expression, but it's like personal for me. Like, Mm. that's why I love this song that we've been singing so much, like gratitude, because that's just how I feel. Like I could never offer back what God has given me, but I used to think I could. Mm. I used to think that I could make up for it. Mm. But now to like give yourself permission that you just like, I can't, I can't give, I can't make up for what you've given me. So I'm just going to give what i have right right yeah and it's never going to make it but you but can that's have okay. it anyway yeah yeah
0: yeah wow well, well thank you for sharing
1: Mike. yeah 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 so we can go into it maybe in the episode after the marriage episode yeah that sounds yeah, okay. good we
0: got a whole series <laughs> lined up <Yeah. laughs> awesome mm-hmm. well hey that's it from from us for this week we hope you guys have a great rest of your week. We can't wait to see you on Wednesday night at our prayer night and uh, next Sunday. And we look forward to, to you tuning in for Unpacking Sunday next week.
1: Yeah, we'll see you soon. Bye. Unpacking
0: Sunday is a podcast of Caribou Road Christian Fellowship Church. If you have any questions or discussion topics, please email us at unpackingsunday@crcfchurch.com. at crcfchurch.com Or visit our website at crcfchurch.com.